it like me? Do she work that body? Throw that ass like a pump, 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 pump it hot. Do she handle it? Like Welcome to the Truth in the Beauty podcast. I am Truth, and today we're discussing um, love, sexuality, and the alternative lifestyle. I've got two topics to discuss today. One is bisexuality, and the second is slut shaming. So, for those of you might who follow my Tumblr page, you might already be familiar with the fact that I myself am a bisexual and you might also be aware that September was Bi Visibility Month so there was a few, few things going on where um, bisexuality was being discussed a bit more um, and a few people, there was coming out day as well which I think happened in September so there were some other discussions that were happening around there as well so for the most part bisexuals are not as much of a represented group within the LGBT community. Um, I've had a few bisexual activists say that it's like the being LGBT is silent and that's the way that it gets um, treated. So it is, in a lot of cases, not something that people take as seriously or something that people feel a bit more worried about talking about their identity if they are. Um, bisexual so that is something that one of the topics that's been coming up um, in September as well I myself I did not realize I was bi until um, becoming an adult and that's something that I looked into and I had to go for a journey of understanding and self-acceptance which a lot of at a lot of points was very very difficult so at this point of me understanding more about myself and also others around me, that gives me a bit more you know, conviction about who I am and expressing who I am as well. One of the things that I've come across as well is like biphobia. And sometimes it's, it's little things that before I wouldn't really notice as much, but there's, there's certain things that come up, certain discussions that come up online. And one which I think I've touched on in some of the previous podcasts is like ideas of oh I don't want to date by men you know like for homophobic reasons some women will say the assumption that if it's a bisexual woman that automatically means that it's appropriate for you to ask for a threesome the idea that bisexuals can't commit or that bisexuals are confused and and things like that so that is one, those are a few of the stereotypes and problems that um, a lot of the time people have to combat against and that's not to say that other people within the LGBT community don't experience marginalisation I think it would be very foolish to suggest that um, it's just bisexuality isn't really accepted as much as, as a sexuality as much as that you're, you're confused, you need to make up your mind etc etc They think that's funny that they say that they're confused like what do they feel that they're confused about yeah that's that's an interesting one because um what what is the confusion I, I decided that or i didn't decide it just so happens that i like more than one gender what's confusing about that is it's the other people who are observing who are confused by it but then they project that onto people who are by and say oh well you're confused yeah it's like they're saying you have to choose one one or the other there's no no in between yeah it doesn't make any sense like actually come to think of it like when i was um a kid i was watching these like old reruns of um one of those american talk shows 
and they had like one section where they basically had a group of bisexuals come on the show where their relatives brought somebody one of the people onto the show to say well we want this person to now choose whether they want to date men or whether they want to date women hmm. so the premise of the show was that they were going to set the bisexual person up on a date with a man and then with a woman and at the end of the show they then needed to decide who it was they were going to date and there was one black guy who um, was by who was on the show and he went on a double date with a man and with a woman and he ended up picking the man as his final date I think it was his two sisters who brought him on the show and then when he picked the man they said oh, okay then so does that mean that you're just going to be gay now? Does that mean that you're still going to be messing around with your baby mother? And he was like, of course, like, what do you mean? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm going to date this guy. And if I want to date other people, I'm going to date other people. And if I want to keep seeing my baby mother, I'm going to do that as well. So even in that show, that emphasizes again that the bisexuality is like the deviant identity is like, you need to pick one. It's not valid in and of itself to want both. You need to pick one or the other. Another thing that um, comes up for discussion, which I mentioned before, is to do with um, threesomes and the assumption that when it's a woman and she mentions that she's biased, she gets asked, oh, do you want to do a threesome? Have you had a threesome? Blah, blah, blah. And I do think it is wrong to, to jump to that conclusion or where just immediately upon somebody telling you you're biased, if the context is not like in a sexual context or anything else like that for you to be bringing up you know sexual questions about their sex life is is pretty inappropriate and also as we know threesomes are not something that are exclusive to bisexual people at all anybody of any gender of any sexual orientation can have a threesome all that is required is three people so really if you want to be running around asking people for threesomes you can ask anybody you don't just need to dump that on by women and also not all women are interested in threesomes not all bisexual people are interested in you know, not being monogamous and things like that it's just bisexual people can be as varied as any other group of people and you know you just have to get to know who that person if it is if they want to get to know you as well but you can't just run around with that assumption that they will want a threesome um, at the same time sometimes I think that because people want to combat these stereotypes, they also sort of get to a point where, you know, they're almost saying like threesomes are bad or that there's no way possibly that uh, somebody who's bi would ever want to do a threesome. But all sorts of people like threesomes, some bisexuals like threesomes, some don't. So that is something that people should take into consideration as well. Just don't assume lots of people have different sexual interests regardless of their gender or their sexual orientation so you shouldn't come to this type of conclusion have you ever had a threesome i think everyone's well aware by now that i have had a number of threesomes so i don't think that anything is wrong with that i don't think that's anything that i should feel ashamed about or that anybody else should do um so yeah if you want to have a threesome have a threesome you can come across like lots of different situations where you might be confronted with somebody's bigotry about you know how they feel about people in the LGBT community and I think that that is sometimes a bit difficult to navigate say if you're talking with your friends and they might not know your sexuality or if you're around family and they don't know what your sexuality is and maybe part of the reason of 
for that is that they might be a bit homophobic or they might express views that makes you feel that you might not be safe like expressing certain things to them or that you would come under scrutiny um, for example I remember I went to a bridal shower for a friend like a few years ago and some of the people there or one of the girls there who I didn't know her previously so like she's a friend of a friend um, she was talking about how I don't even know how this topic even came up but she was talking about how it's not right that gay people have all of this influence on the media and it's putting all of these bad ideas into kids heads and these people talking about bisexuality they're confused and blah 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 and at this time like, I hadn't mentioned that I was bi to like anybody who was present at the party and I didn't really feel comfortable to mention it because I didn't want to create a scene but I did like pull her up on it and I was just like but why why are you concerned about this why do you feel that just because people are talking about the fact that there's more than one like sexual orientation why do you think that that's going to make the kids now be different and if they are different what does that mean does that mean that that's wrong like what what are the implications of what it is that you're saying and I was just challenging her, her on different things and it was just that it was a bit of an awkward conversation but I was trying not to create a scene but that can be quite difficult to deal with for people who like you know they want to come out or they want to express their sexuality or they want to you know talk about it openly like how if you were hetero it wouldn't be an issue for you to say oh my wife or my husband this or I'm going to go to this particular LGBT event or something like that it's just there's a way that your life is a bit different because you're not, you know, the default identity. People still continue to have those kind of views. Do you think it's just ignorance? Do you think that they themselves feel safe by adopting those views? Or do you think there's some other reason behind it? I think a lot of it is socialisation and I think it can be affected by the type of background that you have as well and that, that's not to say that certain communities are necessarily less accepting than others but the context in which like homophobia or like you know um, bigotry against the LGBT community can manifest differently depending on the cultural context in which you're in so like my background for example is you know a black British Caribbean background and through that there's influences through Christianity which can be quite strong and there's there is that idea that is pushed you in church that it's not right for you to be anything other than hetero and I have been in a number of churches where this has been brought up that it's an abomination it's this and it's that I don't think it's really possible that if you're getting those those messages reinforced to you like every week in church or through your parents repeating those particular things or your friends repeating those things that everybody's going to come out of that thinking that there's nothing wrong with you identifying differently so because of what people are taught they continue to push that when they become adults because that's their worldview that's what they know that the right way for you to be is that a man is attracted to a woman a woman is attracted to a man and that's the way that things go and that if you go outside of that that you're deviant and I think also with in some sections of the black community there is sometimes this idea that if you're LGBT that's like white people stuff because most of the time the imagery that you get in the media of people being anything other than hetero or cis 
is white people so they they think it's something that's been put on you by western society and things like that so that adds on to like more misconceptions and i think also people are afraid themselves of being marginalized so sometimes that causes them to push back on people who are the outsiders and if you are an outsider and you're doing that then it makes it difficult for you to identify within yourself that you also might be different from what you perceive as being the default or the proper way to be. So what do you think of people who say they don't like labels and they don't want to identify as any of the letters of the LGBT plus? I think it's a bit of a tough one because sometimes I don't like the reluctance to use labels. Sometimes, like I'll, I'll just be completely honest, sometimes it feels like a bit of a cop-out to me but I also have to be understanding of the fact that because of the society that we live in there are a number of reasons why somebody might not feel comfortable um, using particular labels and sometimes people are still figuring stuff out so they don't really feel that something fits them so they're not going to use that label and I don't think that there's anything particularly wrong with that but I do notice that with um, a few people that based on their experiences or the things that they say it seems as if they have an attraction to more than one gender there are quite a few of them who will say like in the public eye who will say things that I don't want to put a label on it I, I see sexuality as fluid or, or things like that and sometimes I get that because they don't want to start labeling themselves as something other than hetero they want to maybe make it seem as if it's more of like a of a small quirk like it's not something big and maybe that's something they want to do to stop people speculating on on who they are and they don't feel comfortable talking about that so i can understand that but for me personally it makes sense for me to analyze who it is that i am and accept who i am and I feel comfortable with the label of, of bisexuality and that's what I, I want to use and I do recognise that when I was I was looking into this and, and realising things for myself, it didn't really this idea that I don't want to put a label on it, that wasn't that wasn't useful to me. I like to know what things are, I want to understand things, I don't want to shy away from it. And it helped me as well to see other people who were claiming that label and saying I'm bisexuality, it means this, it means these particular things and and that gave me a sense of that helps things make more sense to me basically and I think it's helpful sometimes to put a label on things so that you can navigate life a bit better like your understanding of yourself yeah because you know I'm not part of the LGBT community but it seems like to me when people say they don't want to put labels on themselves is almost the same as a black person saying, I don't see colour, I'm mm. colour blind, or don't call me black, I'm human. Because as if they're saying they're not this thing, it means that they're saying, just call me the default, i.e. white, just call me the default, heterosexual, don't make me be anything different mm -hmm. from that. Because when you are outside of, the, of what is the default, you know, there's certain consequences and trials and tribulations that come with that. And people don't want to have to, you know, when you're part of the LGBT, you get marginalised. you faced more discrimination and so on. And people don't want to take that on, I guess. And so they have this fight 
in themselves it seems to say don't label me as this thing even though I am whatever it is don't label me as it because then that's gonna cause trouble for my life yeah by saying that I'm bisexual that already lists me as the outsider that's me opening up myself to uncomfortable questions about my sex life possibly um, that opens me up to potential discrimination at work if I discuss it at work it opens me up to potential you know discrimination or abuse in my family if that is the case and my family is so inclined so there is a consequence of you listing yourself or naming yourself to be an outsider so it makes sense that somebody would want to shy away from that but that doesn't change the reality of, of who you are inside. A lot of people though, they, they successfully suppress who it is that they are. That can obviously have dire consequences on, on people, but when they do that, they can still, I guess, hold on to the fact that they're, they're not seen as an outsider to, to everybody else for the time being. Yeah, so just to clarify, um, the definition of bisexuality that I go to is a bisexual is someone who has the potential to be attracted to more than one gender. It's not necessarily that you have to have an equal um, attraction to each gender. It's not necessary that you have to have slept with um, all of the different genders for you to be able to identify as this. It's that in the same way that if somebody was going to say that they're straight, they wouldn't need to have to, you know, to have sex with somebody to prove that it's just you know who you are and you're not attracted to some people only have like say a marginal attraction to men and they might have a larger attraction to women like there's there's many different ways where like you know that bisexuality bisexuality can manifest and there isn't a set rule of how somebody who's bisexual is meant to live their life either yeah it doesn't have to be a 50 50 split mm-hmm Okay, what's next? Okay, so the next topic that I was going to go on to is slut shaming. Slut what? Slut shaming. Okay. I think everyone pretty much knows what slut shaming is. When you marginalise and you judge women for their sexual behaviours, real and imagined, I would take it. So there's a lot of behaviours that women engage in to avoid basically being seen as promiscuous being seen as sluts or being seen as hoes, you will see a lot of the time women will basically not want to associate themselves with the, with certain um, terms as hoes, slut, etc. So they will want to do things so that they can be seen as more virtuous. And really, I think that this is a more of a response to misogyny and how women often get treated if they act outside of certain rules. I think the rules have obviously changed a lot from like back in the day before. If you had sex outside of marriage, then that was widely seen as something that would make you a promiscuous or a bad woman. Whereas the goalposts are a bit moved today, but they're still like really, really arbitrary. There's a number of like random things that I've heard women being called hoes for. I've heard that women who are air hostesses are hoes. Um, women who wear tongue rings or have their tongue pierced are hoes. Women who wear grey tracksuits are hoes. Women who go out at night time are hoes. Yeah, women who listen to Drake are hoes. Women who wear converses are hoes. Converses? Yeah, like, just like, really ridiculous things. 
so some girls they might say things like oh well I'm not a hoe I don't do this and I don't do that and I get why people do that and I used to do those things as well but really it's just they just separate the women into two groups but for doing anything you can just fall into the hoe camp anyway like when somebody's not happy with you at some point you're gonna get called a hoe as well so it doesn't make any sense for you to set yourself up as being better than somebody who is quote unquote a hoe like you nobody wins in this scenario yeah to me it's the saddest thing when other women are like oh i'm not a hoe or i did this but i'm not a hoe like who are you saying is a hoe then and it's like why are you playing this game for yeah and if that girl is a hoe does that then mean that she deserves bad treatment yeah yeah it's all very arbitrary and i think really what the problem is is the ways that women get treated when they engage in so-called hoish behavior so say for example a woman might want to have casual sex like just have sex with a guy one time and, and that's it right she doesn't want a relationship or anything else like that but if she does that now she might be afraid that if i do that the guy's not going to respect me what if he leaks pictures of my nudes what if he goes and tells his his boys that he's been fucking me what if he starts spreading my name around and saying bad things to me what if when i meet him um he acts violently towards me or or makes me or tries to coerce me into doing something i don't want to do and then if any of those things happen in the encounter sometimes we might internalize it and feel like oh well this is my fault because i acted outside of the norm i fucked somebody who wasn't my boyfriend therefore i i feel like if i wasn't acting like a hoe this wouldn't have happened to me but the problem there is not that the woman's done something wrong there it's that something outside of your control in terms of like the way that somebody has treated you has tarnished your experience so if the man involved in that situation had more respect and you know it was just as simple as i have sex with this person we go our separate ways there's no need for him to you know spread news about me or anything else like that then like the issue there you see what i mean and i think the fear or the problem comes from is that with some guys when it comes to sex is like there's a sense of conquest or the sense that you know you have to disrespect somebody if that person is not your wife or they're not your girlfriend then that means i need to treat this person in a particular way like you know how sometimes guys might brag about or I needed to kick this girl out of my house or I needed to do this or sharing pictures of her nudes and, and things like that and it reminded me of um, something that happened on Instagram or, or one of them I think it was like a group of people went on holiday to one of them Greek islands or, or something like that and this boy, he'd obviously slept with a girl while he was out on holiday and he snapped a picture of her in his bed and like he added some type of caption to say like oh i need to tell her to like get out of my house now and it's like this girl came back to your place fucked you and rather than you just be grateful for that or just be happy with the experience you now need to disgrace this woman by taking a picture of her and uploading it to your snap like why why was that necessary and it just comes across that what some of the guys want is they don't even just want sex like they want to have dominance they want to have control they want to show conquest and you know there's healthier ways for you to brag about having sex without you you know baiting up somebody but the girl in that situation like she for the most part wouldn't get as much sympathy 
because people will turn around and say well if she hadn't just been fucking guys on holiday then none of this would have happened and that's that's not the answer that's not the answer at all the answer is that if people can be more respectful and if women can negotiate more respectful interactions with men then less of this stuff will be happening and everyone can have their casual sex and be happy without worrying about these type of things and it's a bit funny when you compare it to say like say me having sex with women right i don't think i don't have the same type of concerns at all i don't feel like once i've had sex with a woman she's now got part of my soul or i need to feel violated or she needs to feel violated or i've got power over her and vice versa and stuff like that but when it comes to the politics of men and women having sex it can be like so much more complicated than that and it's quite unnecessary and it's it's mainly like a big respect thing and i just feel like with anybody that you have any type of sexual interactions with there needs to be that basic level of respect before anything can happen otherwise it's just you know it's an exercise in futility and what do you think of the idea of soul ties and body count i think like soul ties is just dressed up religious Purity politics dressed up in you know, some type of, I don't know, horoscope, astrology type of speak about soul ties. There are no soul ties. When, like, say for example, when I was talking about women and women sex, I don't really feel that people would be talking about soul ties as much in that scenario. But when it's with men, it's like always in favour of like the man. It's always the woman who is worse off from the encounter. Oh, yeah. It's really worried about the man's soul ties. It's always the woman is like, you've given this guy part of your soul when you're when you're having sex. Like, do people really feel like they're giving their soul away to like people when they're having casual sex? Like, I can understand that it is an intimate encounter and it can have very great meaning and you know, if it's somebody that you really care about, there can be that deep connection. But I feel it's really unhealthy to push this idea that basically that you having sex with somebody is diminishing yourself in some way. And I feel like that whole idea of body count is again, it goes back to a woman's value is diminished the more that she has sex and the more that she enjoys sex is a problem. And that is something that actually keeps people really oppressed because there's probably many girls who, they could have met lots of different people and had a lot of fun or made more meaningful connections with people. But because they're looking at their body count, they're thinking, oh, actually, I can't rack up another body right now. I can't make this particular decision. And it's just like, it's a waste of time, man. Yeah, I mean, if people didn't go by these stupid rules, then more people would be having sex. Yeah, so if people were actually able to treat each other better, which they can and which they do, a lot of people would be having a lot more fulfilling sex. And for a lot of the guys where they feel like they have to disrespect certain women to get certain things, you could probably be having better experiences if you treated people better as well. And if the women also treated people better. And it's, it's funny because like most of the sex acts that um, happen between men and women are coded as being diminishing towards the woman. So like say a woman giving head. It's like, you know, her getting on her knees or serving the man, etc. But there's certain sex acts which men will be shy to ask women about. So I think we mentioned like in the last part where, in the last podcast, where guys might want to be trying stuff like arse play or they might want to get pegged and stuff like that. 
but then they feel a way to ask women about it because they feel that the women will shame them and obviously the shaming is is coming from a place of homophobia which is wrong right yeah but some of these same guys who want to ask for these things and i'm not saying all at all i'm, I'm definitely not saying all like want to get this i think it's perfectly understandable for somebody to want to get pegged or or any of those other things like it's it's a pleasurable experience for some people but the reason that you're afraid to ask the woman for these things is because you think that she's going to shame you because of homophobia but at the same time if a woman does something like i don't know eat your ass or suck your dick or something like that you want to run around calling her a hoe so do you not see that these things are coming from the same place that you're trying to have like a one over somebody and you want to use that to undermine them so if you were both coming out from the from like you know a, a standpoint of equality and mutual respect for each other you wouldn't be so worried about doing certain things that you actually want to do and you wouldn't be so worried about somebody disrespecting you for you know expressing what it is that you want so those are the things that people should really, you know, think about and work out in their heads about where do they want to go with this sex thing. Is it really about freedom or is it that you just want to control and conquer people or do you actually want to have fun? You have to pick, you can't have both. And the funny thing is that this comes back on a lot of men because a lot of guys know that they're almost suppressing women's sexuality and controlling women. And then when they get into relationships with women, they're afraid that almost they've tricked the woman to get into a relationship with them. And eventually the woman's going to find a guy that she's really interested in or a guy that can really satisfy her sexual needs. And then guys are very uptight and scared that the woman's going to cheat on them or run away from them or the woman doesn't really want to be with them they really want their their chad as they say online what, the incel thing yeah it, it was incels but even just guys that you would think of as regular guys you know think this kind of thing and then mm. because of that they're always uptight they're you know always scared that their woman woman's gonna leave them and it's because this whole thing is coming back on them that they know that you know throughout their life They've been um, stopping women from um, doing what they want to do and trying to control women's sexuality. Mm-hmm. And eventually, they think that the woman's going to have enough of it. Yeah. It's like when um, guys often, they don't really think too much about asking their girl for a threesome or some other girl that they know. Oh, I want to have a threesome with like you and another girl. But lo and behold, if the girl turns around and says that, well, actually... I would like to have a threesome with you and another guy there's all these arguments about why that's not right and you know it's a train and blah 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 and really all of that stuff stems from is you know you have concerns about doing that that you know that you might feel uncomfortable which is the same thing that a woman can feel in that situation but because she's a woman it's expected that she's just meant to take it so you know, it, it doesn't really make much sense when people like start talking about these things and they don't put any sort of critical thought behind it. And the other thing that I just wanted to add as well is no one else talking about the good girls and, you know, the girls that people call hoes or sluts or whatever else. 
I just want to emphasize that it doesn't really make any sense to align yourself with either camp, really. Because at the end of the day, you're still going to get mistreated if somebody's going to mistreat you. So you saying that you're a good girl isn't going to really save you. And you being, if basically, if you're choosing to do stuff purely for the entertainment of men, you're going to lose out if what you're doing is not being your true self. So if you would prefer to be more modest or you know, know that things like casual sex are not really your thing and you thought about it, then that's perfectly valid as well. But at the same time, don't just be doing that because you think, oh, I'm not going to get married if my body count is past, I don't know, past four. That's not a good enough reason to not live your life. So you're going to answer some questions now? Yeah, so I think I might just have one outstanding question from Carlos, who asks, what is the line between fetishization and preference? So this is quite, I think I've seen this discussed a number of times, um, especially when it comes to things like race play or interracial relationships or, you know, just certain things that happen in the kink scene as well, where what I would say is the difference is a preference is something which isn't a mandate, like it's not, okay, I need to have this particular thing. Fetishization is something where you like certain attributes of somebody, but you dehumanise them for those same attributes. So one of the things that like people in the scene sometimes talk about is feeling dehumanised because of their race because race is like quite fetishized like you will see things like bbc which means big black cock basically like i've got different thoughts on that but i won't like go into all of them here but there is like you no know, camp of people who feel like well yeah i like black men because they're more animalistic they're more manly they're more masculine they're more primal but the flip side of that is that they don't really see you as a full human being you see what I'm saying? They see you more as beast more than they do man in some cases. So that sort of example where somebody has that type of mindset is that wouldn't be a preference. That's that's fetishization. And when you like somebody, you know, like you like the individual, you like particular things about them, etc. But I do think it's a bit weird when you're like, oh, I need to have like, say if you're not from that particular group and you're like. I need to have like, you know, this black guy who's got a big dick and he needs to have this and he needs to have, it's like, why the, what is the root of you desiring those particular things? And a lot of the times those things stem from racism. And I've, I've had like different people, like white guys message me um, and say things like, oh, like I really have a thing for black girls or I only date black women or like I've never tried a black woman but I'd like to try it and like you can kind of see sometimes in the way that they're speaking to you is that they expect you to be different in some ways like they think that your pussy might feel different to a white woman's or I don't know you'll be more primal in bed or some other shit like that which is like from coming from a place of ignorant ignorance like you're not thinking to yourself oh this is another human who happens to be black it's, you know, you've got this idea in your head of what a black woman is. And you can kind of tell because they always sort of emphasize skin.
skin colour a lot. Like they'll they can't stop using the word black. Like they'll love to say things like, Oh, I love your black ass and I love your black tits and your black stomach and like I just love black girls so much and her black pussy and it just goes on and on and on and then you can kinda see like where where this conversation is going. So yeah, I'm not really a fan of the well obviously I wouldn't be a fan of the whole fetishization thing. Um, I think it's perfectly fine for you to, you can like certain attributes in somebody, you can have a preference, you know, of who you date, but it's not the same thing as humanising somebody for their racial characteristics or other characteristics that people talk about. Um, like some women who are plus size, they say that there's men who fetishise them. So they're not trying to say that any guy who finds them attractive or any guy who might say, you know what, my preference is to date women who are bigger is necessarily trying to treat them badly what they're saying is that they don't like those guys who that's all they're seeing they're not seeing them as a whole human being like there isn't that respect there when they actually go for the fetishization but you can often tell by the language that somebody uses and the way that they move like whether they actually have a preference or whether they're actually you know trying to fetishize and I've got a question for you. Alright. So my question is, what is something out there or wild that you've done recently that you've really enjoyed? I've tried riding dick, but rather than the usual way, while also doing anal. So I think that was like a newer position that I haven't previously tried. It was challenging, but I got there. Also, I've become a lot more experienced with rope tying or shibari. So it's time for like, you know, move up to a more advanced class. So I was getting to tie up Mr. Truth and Mr. Truth has been like really good with tying me up as well. So we've both like moved up the ranks. Who knows, like maybe in a few weeks or something like that, we'll be doing like rope suspensions and all sorts of other tricks. So yeah, that's been fun. Mm-hmm. And when you're using the rope, what kind of thing do you do? So things like, like a lot of the things can be quite decorative as well so you can it's almost like sketching on a body when you do it sometimes so ties that i've done so far is like tying hands behind the back and doing a hog tie and tying legs together or tying somebody so that they're like in a sitting upright position there was one time as well where um mr truth tied me up so my hands were behind my back and, and things like that and then he was fucking my throat and that was like pretty fun as well um so yeah there's lots of different things that you can do you can get creative with the ties you can make them a bit like torturous can make them you know a bit more fun you can make them like really pretty if that's what you want to do and i bought some purple rope as well so previously i just had black rope so having purple is a nice color change cool all right it's the end of the show so how can people get in touch with you if they want to get in touch with you? So they can get in touch with me from my Tumblr page. So I always forget what my URL is. It is Truth in the Booty. If you Google it, then it should come up anyway. But it's truthinthebooty.tumblr.com. So you can find me on there. If you've got any questions that you want to direct my way, um, you can send them. And if you've got any other ideas, um, for possibly any future podcast you can let me know um, originally I did say that I was just going to do five ep- episodes and see where things go from there 
So if you've got any commentary or, or feedback, do let me know. And also, if they want to see your actual booty, they can see it there. Yes, that's another important point about my Tumblr page. I do have some very nice nudes there. So if you would like to take a peek at my booty, then feel free to take a look. And that's all for today. Um, thank you for listening. And maybe you'll hear from me again. Check out my previous podcast as well. Um, I'll be posting them again on my um, Tumblr page. But do take a look at the previous ones, have a listen and give any feedback on those as well. Take care. Bye. Like me, do she work that body? Throw that ass like a pump, 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 pump it hot. Do she handle it like she?